What's up, everybody? Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave with Ryan Frick and Michael Davis to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Keep Pounding Podcast Network and the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, welcome to Episode 2 of the Cat Cave. It's your guy, Bully Rye, uh, otherwise known as Ryan Frick here, uh, alongside, as always, the, the other host, the co-host. I don't want to call him the other host. He is he is the co-host of the show, Michael Davis. Michael, what's going on, bud? You ready to talk some Panther football today? Ready to talk some Panther football. It's amazing we didn't get canceled after the first episode that we did. If you missed that, you can catch us on the Keep Pound Podcast Network. There's an audio version floating around. We are also on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. It, it popped off, and they wanted a second cat cave, so here we are. Yeah, listen, I had to, you know, we, we talked about it last week, and I've talked about it on other shows. Um, I, I have other rooting interests, but I've got to rock my Mike Davis Panthers jersey tonight. Um, we are about a week and a half away from the 2023 NFL draft. Um, and that's basically going to be the majority of what we talk about today, Michael. Um, uh, let's get started off here. Uh, there were a couple of videos you sent me offline um, uh, where now Panthers quarterback uh, coach Josh McCown uh, did some some film breakdown of both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud as uh, part of the Underdog Fantasy Football uh, Network, I guess, uh, on, a, on a show that they called Scheme, um, where it was Josh, Josh times two. I forgot the other Josh's names. Um, quick thoughts on, on how Josh McCown broke down these quarterbacks, and did they give you any sort of inclination on which way that he might be leaning for the Panthers to draft uh, next week? Now, I do want to say I thank you for your support, Ryan. I know you're not supporting the Carolina Panthers. I know you're supporting Mike Davis, Michael Davis. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. I know exactly why you wore that jersey. That's hilarious. Afternoon. I ne- You know, until this very moment, I never put two and two together on that. Sure, so why not? That's, I swear, okay. man. That's, that's wild. That's good stuff, dude. Well, <laughs> thank you uh, for, for your humble uh appreciation of me and now as i tap out of my uh dominic or austin theory ness of a gimmick uh this is really cool because a friend of mine that i had on our pocket a few weeks ago sean baker sent me this last week and it was right after we did the cat cave and i sent this to you i'm like bro this is a golden gem mine because how many times do you get somebody with the knowledge of josh mccown to a break down film of bryce young cj stroud he did will levis too i believe he did anthony richardson how many times do you get that but on top of it he did that before he became the carolina panthers quarterback coach and definitely did before the panthers trade all the way up to number one to get one of these quarterbacks so as soon as sean sent that to me shout out to him thanks for being on our pocket a few weeks you know, he'll be back on for sure. A- after getting to watch these videos, I was like, there is no doubt in my mind who the Panthers are taking at number one. All these smoke screens, all the Twitters, you could go on 50-50, whether it's Young, Stroud, people on the outside thinking maybe Anthony Richardson's a surprise pick or maybe they trade out. No. After watching Josh McCown break down these quarterbacks, it's pretty clear who they're picking number one overall. Uh, well, I mean, having said that, like, let's, let's go ahead and let's, let's talk about it. First of all, um, I found it a lot more enjoyable to watch them break down Bryce Young, uh, even more so than CJ Stroud. I think, um, 
there was more insight into what, to me, what, what Bryce Young could do. And it just seemed like it was sort of a, a duplication for Stroud. But having said that, I mean, you said it's pretty clear who they're going to take. So who do you have them taking number one overall? So the big thing with when Josh McCown was breaking down these quarterbacks, the big thing with the weakness of Bryce Young was his size. And immediately, if you remember in the video, Josh McCown kind of dismissed anything about his size because it's not about the size, it's about the strength he plays with. And he, he broke down the little nuances of it, and it was it was really fascinating to watch. And so I went to watch C.J. Stroud, and there were points where Josh McCown was like, C.J. Stroud's going to need to fix how he takes care of the football when scrambling around the pocket. And keeping two hands on the football like Bryce Young does. McCown even mentioned in the video, it was as fun to break down C.J. Stroud as it was to break down Bryce Young. He mentioned that in the video, and he was like, some of these things by C.J. Stroud, yes, the tangibles are there. Yes, he's kind of Joe Burrow-esque in terms of how he like navigates around the field, but a couple of these things are uncoachable, and he's just going to have to work through them in the NFL. He can't do it to be successful at this level. So for him to praise Bryce Young and the one knock on him being size and Josh McCown's like, that doesn't matter. It matters the strength he plays with. It, it's pretty obvious. And I get it. Like there's people in the room like David Tepper, Scott Fitterer, Frank Wright, who may have different opinions, but when you have your quarterback coach set, go and advocate for Bryce Young before he's even in the organization I mean, it's pretty clear, especially after Bryce Young's IQ test results got released this week. Uh, and then Bryce Young also uh, canceled all his pre-draft visits because he's pretty confident that he's going number one. This, this is all leaning towards the Alabama quarterback being in Charlotte, North Carolina this season. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, like you said, and the most the knock that most people have on Bryce Young is his size. Um, you know, he didn't weigh in at the Alabama pro day after he did weigh in for the NFL combine. Uh, it led people to leave that uh, similar to the way that, um, that, that wrestlers weigh in, you know, you cut weight, uh, Bryce Young did everything he could to make sure that weight stayed on for the NFL combine. And then maybe fell off for the Alabama pro day. Um, but, but nevertheless, um, very similar so size to Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray until he tore his ACL late last season um, had not really shown signs of struggling at that size before Kyler Murray. It was obviously Russell Wilson, um, Russell Wilson until his first year in Denver. And, and to that, to that point, his last year in Seattle um, was a, an all pro type of quarterback. He was a, he was a, a perennial pro bowler. Um, a Super Bowl champion, uh, you know, one Super Bowl runner-up, um, and all three of these guys. Now, I think I think Russell Wilson's slightly bigger than 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 Kyler Murray and and Bryce Young, but uh, but I digress. They're, they're all smaller quarterbacks, and even before them, Drew Brees wasn't a big quarterback. And I'm not trying to compare any of these guys to Drew Brees, um, but I think as long as the offensive line can protect Bryce Young, keep him upright, avoid him getting those big massive hits that a lot of these quarterbacks take in the NFL, then there's a chance that Bryce Young can, can make it in this league. Um, not, not to mention, not just making it, but like Bryce Young's first instinct is, as Josh McCown broke down in that video, is not to take off and run with the football 
as many quarterbacks that are coming in as scrambling quarterbacks in the NFL are. Uh, I think if someone like Lamar Jackson uh, prior to him, years prior to him, Cam Newton, um, Kyler Murray is still somewhat of a scrambler, but it showed that the video, it, it was basically just Bryce Young against LSU um, in one of two Alabama losses this past season. Um, but it showed a lot of what he can do in the pocket that he's, his first instinct isn't to scramble around and get the yards with his legs. Um, and I, I think part of that is, is attributable to the fact that he's not going to be able to do that in the NFL with that size, with, Number ones on every position throughout throughout the league and on every team, he's not going to be able to hold up with his size, trying to scramble out of the pocket, trying to to just kind of tough through it. So, um, and, and every- here's one of the plays that like stood out to me, if I may, was there there was a tape that Josh McCown broke down. He didn't even mention this part, but. Bryce Young had an open field of just like 15, 20 yards that we would have seen Lamar Jackson run for. And instead, he just dumped it off to the receiver, changed his arm angle, got to the receiver. And that's a Patrick Mahomes-esque play. Not just yeah. like the sidearm, but to not run. Like, that that's a smart play for a college player. Listen, my, my guy Matt Stafford invented the sidearm throw in the NFL. I'm kidding. Uh, but I digress. I'm right there with you, man. Um, I, I'm with you. I think Bryce Young is the consensus number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. Um, it would be surprising if they went with CJ Stroud, it would be more surprising if they went with Anthony Richardson. Um, I've been saying it since day one. And and I was actually listening to uh, Todd McShay on the Dan Patrick show on Monday, Monday morning. Um, and they both mentioned that this is sort of a, uh, I told you so draft. A lot of these quarterbacks, specifically the quarterbacks coming in, we're going to think four or five years down the road. I told you this guy wasn't going to be that good. Or I told you this guy was going to be great despite his size. Um, and I say that to say that I've been saying on, on my show, Tap House and Touchdowns for weeks, um, that it, whoever takes Anthony Richardson in the top 10 will be out of a job in four years. Um, and hopefully that's not the Carolina Panthers. You mentioned Frank Reich. It's, it's been, it's been made sort of, I wouldn't say clear, but it's been talked about a lot that Frank Reich doesn't generally like to play, uh, smaller quarterbacks. Um, so it'll be really, really interesting to see if he does decide to just pull the trigger, go with his quarterback coach build around uh, a Bryce Young, a former Heisman Trophy winner from the University of Alabama, a, a player who's already who's already played for an NFL coach. And in, uh, in, why can I say his name? He coached uh, for the Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Um, and so he's he's got – I think he's well beyond his years as far as experience goes. And I think Bryce Young is the number one overall pick uh, in the 2023 draft. And that brings us to – the 2023 Carolina Panthers draft needs. Um, they made a lot of made a lot of moves in the offseason. Uh, matter of fact, dating back to 2022, they traded away their best running back. Um, their MVP, Christian McCaffrey, was traded midseason to the San Francisco 49ers, and they were able to manipulate some of those draft picks into the draft picks that they have going into this season, including the number one overall draft pick this year. Um, Full disclosure, Michael and I decided to do a couple of mock drafts, and it was my very first ever mock draft. So we're going to get into that in just a second. Um, But going into the draft, Michael, was there anything in particular that you thought outside of quarterback, which is a clear, obvious, uh, you know, take it number one, um, was there any position in particular you thought that the Panthers might be struggling at going into 2023 draft that that they're going to need to address? 
so I've I've caught flack over this for the last week or so. Uh, don't want to dive too much into that, but I really think the Carolina Panthers need a wide receiver. And you look at that room, you have Adam Thielen, of course, but you're bringing a rookie quarterback. You need a rookie wide receiver for Thielen to help bring them along. DJ Chark isn't a reliable number one receiver. I know you liked him on the Lions or whatever, but come on. Like I mean, listen, he was a pro bowler. He was a pro bowler a few years ago, but he he missed a lot of time last year due to injury. Um, I mean, as did most of the wide receiver room in Detroit. Jamison Williams missed most of the season. Uh DJ Chark wasn't that same guy. Um, but yeah, I mean I, think, I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And I, I think the rest of it, the rest of the draft needs to be filling out your defense, you know, putting somebody opposing to Brian Burns to rush the passer, maybe some interior defensive pressure, probably a linebacker, maybe an extra corner. I really love JC Horn. I it, it's just really filling out that defense and maybe put somebody on the offensive line to protect a Bryce Young. I mean, listen, uh, if you look at the Panthers roster, they've got a lot of really good number ones on that roster. You, you mentioned some of the some of the linebackers, some of the defensive players. Um, let's let's start off on the defensive line. You've got Derek Brown, who was the number seven overall pick in 2020. Um, looking for him to continue to to, to develop here uh, in year three. Um, that's that's a solid number one. At, at defensive lineman. Uh, when you look at the edge, obviously you mentioned Brian Burns. Uh, none of the other guys really like make a whole lot of a splash with their names. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Marquise Haynes, uh, Kobe Jones, uh, guys that don't really stand out. You Again, you go to linebackers. Yeah. You've got Shaq Thompson, who's a star that they almost lost in the off season. They were able to renegotiate his contract and get him to stay through the 2024 season season. Uh, you've got Frankie Louvu, who was second on the team in tackles last year. Uh, with 111, which put them just around the league average. Uh, and then you look at cornerbacks. Now, they they went out and, and made some some splashes. Obviously, J.C. Horn uh, was the number eight overall pick in last year's draft. Um, he uh, was a he was he was nothing short of of, of great uh, until he wasn't when he got hurt last year. Um, and then again, you you look at the safeties. You think Xavier Woods, Von Bell, Jeremy Chin. Um, so the secondary, the secondary, you, you could add depth to, right? Um, but when it comes to the other positions, there's a lot of really good number ones. Um, but maybe, maybe adding some depth um, and some guys to put along with some of these number ones uh, wouldn't hurt. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to share with you our mock drafts. And I'm going to start with my first two, um, as you bear with me here. Um, now, if I may, for the record, we just used a simulator online we use the nfl mock draft database.com's simulator they're not perfect obviously some some players will drop a lot further in some of these mocks than others i did a couple actually and ended up picking just this website since we thought it really exemplified what the draft could end up doing but let's see let's see who you got at number one not a bad choice for our youtube viewers yeah, so again, at number one, obviously I'm taking Bryce Young. We both agree that he's going to go number one overall. Um, you mentioned that that the Panthers need help at wide receiver, and I agreed. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I've taken Jalen Hyatt in the second round at 39 overall, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, who in just about every game last year outside of the South Carolina game 
was a tremendous wide receiver. Uh, when he had Hendon Hooker throwing the ball, he was nothing short of a terrific wide receiver for the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, and as you can see, based on this, this draft simulator, it was an A-plus pick. My worst pick in my first draft goes to my third-round draft pick. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, I've mentioned it on this show plenty of times that if nothing, I am a homer for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, and we talked about bulking up the defensive line, so I took Zach Pickens out of South Carolina here at the number 93 overall pick. Um, I also mentioned the fact that uh, they could use some some secondary help. Um, and so in, in with pick 114, I took a cornerback out of TCU. Travius Hodges Tomlinson, um, a solid pick here again by the experts. Um, and then we... we uh, we, we talked about adding depth, adding bulk to the to the rest of this defense. Noah Sewell from Oregon at 132. KJ Henry drops all the way to 145, an edge rusher out of Clemson. Um, listen, the experts would give me a pretty solid A to A plus grade on this draft. Uh, Mike, you, you liking what you see here? Yeah, you almost had unanimous A plus draft until your homerism took over with the pickings. But even that is a pretty good pick. Um and I've said it before, if Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, if one of those three, because we're going to see receivers come off the board around 22 to 30, 31 in this draft, if any of those three drop to 39 with the Panthers, they would be crazy not to take them unless another player was to fall at 39. And again, I don't want to get too carried away with myself, uh, but I couldn't resist on my mock draft and – this is this is pretty solid. Uh, surprise you don't have an interior offensive lineman or any offensive lineman rather to help protect Bryce Young and your future. But overall, pre- pretty solid first mock draft for you. Good job. You're no longer a rookie. I appreciate it. Yeah, let's go through my second one real quick. Um, if you if you can't if you're having trouble seeing on the YouTube channel, um, again, Bryce Young at number one. Now, in this mock draft, Jalen Hyatt was already off the board, and so I probably took a surprising pick to most people. And I took uh, running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, still an A pick according to the experts. Um, but I'll tell you why I took a running back here in the second round, not because um, they need help at running back. They've got Miles Sanders again, uh, uh, signed Miles Sanders in the offseason after Miles Sanders' best season in the NFL. Um, but if you look at the rest of that depth on that running, running back uh, depth chart, Chuba Hubbard has not really shown much in the NFL that he can he can carry the load. I know in the in, in last season, after uh, the departure of Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard did rush for 466 yards on 95 attempts. Uh, they also had Deontay Foreman to help out uh, take some of that load off. Uh, so I didn't think it was a bad idea to take a running back like Jameer Gibbs. A lot of experts saying that he could be a steal in this draft, which is why I decided to go with Jameer Gibbs. Um, I took another homer pick in the third round. Go figure. And that was the worst pick of this draft is a B-plus grade for Darius Rush. Obviously, Cam Smith taken in the first round of both of my mock drafts. Darius Rush sitting out here for some depth, the defensive back uh, teammate of, of, why can't I say his name? Um, uh, help me out here. The first round pick, I just talked about him a second ago out of South Carolina, J.C. Horn, a former teammate of J.C. Horn here. Um, and then, again, looking at, at some help that the, the defense needs, I took Jalen, uh, J- I guess it's Jacqueline Roy, a defensive lineman out of LSU, uh, an edge rusher from Missouri, Isaiah McGuire. And I still took a wide receiver. It was just, it was late, late in the draft for Carolina Panthers. Kayshawn Boutte uh, from the wide receiver from LSU, a six foot wide receiver. Um, but LSU knows how to put receivers in the league. Um, obviously, my first mock draft is much better than this one. 
Um, Dude, I'm telling you, your homerisms, your downfall. Those were the two worst picks you've had. Listen, that's why that's why I am not a GM and I am just a fan of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, it's it's going to look a little a, not not as clean as mine, but Michael, let's get into your first mock draft here. Um, it looks like you've got a we, we've got a similar uh, similar look here with Bryce Young, uh, consensus first round or number one overall pick. Um, break down the rest of your uh, of your draft here for us. Yeah, so as you can tell, I had to do it on my laptop uh, a little late last night and snapped a picture of my phone uh, for Ryan and for this slideshow for your viewing aesthetic pleasure. And obviously, Bryce Young, don't want to beat the horse too dead on that one. He, he's your number one pick. Now, 39, remember I said Hyatt, Downs, or Flowers. If any of those three drop, Caroline would be crazy not to select them until – you had a player drop at the likes of Brian Branch from Alabama. You have your safety spot pretty field. You have corner pretty okay. But Brian Branch can play, I believe, any four of those spots in the backfield. And he can play linebacker. And he can come up and play the box. And Brian Branch is what I consider an athlete for your squad. And at just value pick. It'd be, you'd be crazy not to take Brian Branch 39th overall in the second round. And so that delayed the wide receiver pick to the third round. You don't have Hyatt. You don't have Flowers. You don't have Downs. And to be fair, before that 39 pick in my mock, Hyatt had went 31 to Kansas City. And I believe it was Zay Flowers who went to the Giants 25th overall. So it was really between Brian Branch and Josh Downs, who Downs ended up going to the Cowboys. So uh, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, but for third round pick, I took Rasheed Rice from SMU wide receiver. Uh, with the with the top three four receivers off the board, it's like okay, let's let's get somebody who can you know hopefully help develop uh, with Bryce Young, Adam Thielen's in the room, and then. With the 114 pick, we're going Tennessee, and we don't get Bryce Young. We get Byron Young. So they're going to have to be very creative with what they do with their jerseys because you're not going to be able to do BR and then BY Young. It, it, it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, jersey. So Byron Young from Tennessee, how well that defense played all together. And then – until you got one. South Carolina, but I'll just, I wanted to throw that little, little nudge in there. Well, the defense you know played great until they met Spencer Rattler. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, you notice how my mock is better than yours. Yeah. That's because I don't have a South um, Carolina guy mm -hmm, on there. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. at 132, I agreed with you. Like, Noah Sewell, you know, Penny's brother. Like, how could you not take him at 132? Of course, I have Branch in the second round, but in terms of, product in terms of value Sewell is the pick there at 145 Savala from NC State the interior offensive lineman he can play guard he might slide in center if you need him but why why not take him why not start putting people around Bryce Young to be successful and I think overall the Panthers have taken care of a lot of their team needs and so this this was my mock draft from the NFL mock draft database.com. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, you, you mentioned it was, it was interesting that, that I didn't have any offensive line um, alignment in my draft. Um, I, I'm glad you put one in there. 
uh, especially because they're, they're, they're only one deep at right tackle spot on this depth chart as, as of right now. Um, they've got a lot of solid offensive linemen on this roster, but, but two of them uh, are coming off of injuries. Um, Brady Christensen uh, broke his ankle uh, late last season. Uh, and then um, Austin Corbett, uh, a serious late, uh, a, a torn ACL, uh, both late season injuries. So um, to me, like it's, they'll come back. It's just a matter of when and how quickly. Um, and, and that's the only reason why I, I think that they're going to be fine despite having serious injuries. Um, I think when they come back and, and they're fully healthy, um, yeah, they're going to need to add some depth, depth to that offensive line. Um, but I think they're, they're fine where they're at. Um, but adding a, a, a fifth round pick and Chandler Zavala was not a bad pick for you. Um, we're going to go through one more, one more mock draft for you. Um, Primarily because it was uh, it was pretty close, and, and I want to mention it. With one thirty two, you took Yaya Diab. Is it Diaby? I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I had a chance to draft him in both of my my mock drafts, and I I came very close, very close to doing it. Um, but interesting to see that the one guy I was looking at, and then our first two picks um, in separate drafts are both the same guys: Bryce Young and Jalen Hyatt here. Yeah, and again, I'm probably taking downs in that first mock if Brian Branch doesn't fall to you. Uh, and so for this draft, I had Bryce Young, I had Jalen Hyatt. Third round pick, I had Jack Campbell from Iowa. I think he's going to be a steal. I think there's a few linebackers. If you have Branch, Campbell, Sewell, I feel like those three guys, if you get any of them, you're going to have an eventual starter, if not a Pro Bowl player for whatever that means now in the league. Yeah. Uh, JL Skinner from Boise State, the safety. I kind of like that pick uh, to learn behind Von Bell if Von Bell decides to move on after a year or two in Carolina. Diaby, you already mentioned Louisville. You got to put somebody on the other side of Brian Burns because Burns is so good. Burns is going to start getting double, if not triple teamed. And it's going to be an interesting thing. And then I had Jarrett Patterson, the guard from Notre Dame with that last pick, because at the end of the day, you're going to need somebody to protect your investment at number one. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned somebody else on the side of Brian Burns and I'm going to butcher this name. Yatera Gross Mat uh, Matos. Yeah. Matos. Um, was Matos. Yeah. He was viewed as an excellent draft pick at 38 in 2020. Um, but uh, last season, two and a half sacks with 10 quarterback hits. Um, and again, I mentioned uh, Marquise Haynes earlier. Um, outproduced Gross Meadows in 2022, uh, 13 quarterback hits and five sacks. So they're going to need some some more production out of the linebackers um, if they're going to take that next step on defense um, going forward. Uh, listen, the mock draft's really fun. Um, we're we're getting up against it, and I know I know we sort of hinted, and both of us have taken wide receivers in this draft, um, and you've uh, you've taken some flack here. Uh, this week or the, over the past week um, regarding uh, your assertion and now mine that the Panthers need a wide receiver. You were on the Carolina cat Chronicles free for all panel. Um, and a lot of those guys got on you about the fact that the Panthers um, didn't need to draft a receiver. Um, I'm going to let you double down here. Cause I'm right there with you. If you look across the stream, if you're watching the YouTube uh, uh, scroll here, um, all the wide receivers listed on this, on this roster the last two, I couldn't tell you who they are. Um, you know, you've got, we already mentioned it earlier in the show, Adam Thielen, he's going to be 34 this year. Uh, DJ Chark banged up a lot of last year. Terrace Marshall and, and Shai Smith have both shown flashes um, in Carolina. 
Um, when you look at Demir Bird, who they just signed, a former Gamecock alongside Shai Smith, Demir Bird used to be that guy who could get open deep um, as a fast guy, but he's he's getting up in age himself. Um, and so, and, and you look at LaVisca Chenault, now they've got two former uh, Jacksonville Jaguars receivers in Chenault and DJ Chark now on this roster. Um, they didn't win a whole lot of games down in Jacksonville. Uh, double down here. Why do the Carolina Panthers need to take a wide receiver in this year's draft? So, first off, thank you to Cody Lashney for coming on our pocket last week and then invite me on the C3 free-for-all panel. And it's just a lot of, like, Panther fans on. And I was really surprised that they didn't think the Panthers need a receiver because they just made the sign-in for Demir Bird. And I'm like, does that really move the needle like a second-round pick where, again, and I've said this before in this show, I've said it on the panel Friday night, and I know we're running out of time, but if you have a – presence like Adam Thielen and you're drafting a rookie quarterback and you're investing as much as you are into who you take at number one, who I believe is Bryce Young, then you need to get a rookie wide receiver to grow with him. The Bengals did this with Joe Burrow and T Higgins. Look how that's panned out. T Higgins has grown into a star. And if, again, if Hyatt Downs or Flowers isn't there and you're not feeling confident about your receivers, then okay, Go for the best available player, and I won't be mad. But if one of those guys falls to you, take that pick, and you won't be regretting it in a few years. Yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned T. Higgins. Also, Jamar Chase was a was a rookie pick for uh, for uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, Michael, we are up against it. We got to run out of here. Um, you can follow Michael Davis on Instagram at out of pocket underscore trsr at drop the mic wrestling. Uh, both of those shows you can you can catch on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio um, during the week. Uh, myself, Bully Rye, you can find me on Twitter at Tapouts and TDs, Facebook.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns, two shows as well on the Tobacco Sport Tobacco Road Sports Radio Network. Uh, we went a little long this week, so appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, for Michael Davis, it's your guy, Bully Rye, a.k.a. Ryan Frick. Uh, thanks for listening to Episode 2 of The Cat Cave, a Carolina Panthers podcast presented by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, part of the Fans First Sports Network. We'll see you next week.